to Project Vox Populi, where the people speak their truth. Welcome to another edition of Veritas Vox Populi, where the people speak their truth. Probably the most frequent message I receive is from so-called targeted individuals. It probably overshadows any other subject that we discuss here. Should we ignore all of these people and label them mentally ill? Or should we take the opportunity to listen to what they have to say? I can neither interview them nor can I offer help. I can, however, offer empathy and compassion and equip myself with their information so we can connect the dots. Tonight's guest on Fox Populi is one of those. However, he did provide additional information to me as to who he thinks might be behind this agenda. Could it be the tall white aliens that some consider one of the most benign ET species? But if they're not benign after all, and they're malevolent, I may be the ones responsible for the ever-present chaotic world we're living in. This Fox Populi is about the tall white aliens and their agenda to rule the world. You decide. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and more. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, Rebounders, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Now, from somewhere in the United States, I'd like to welcome John Stevenson. Hello, John, and welcome to Veritas. Hi, Mel. John, first, this is something that I don't do that often, but because this is a Vox Populi, what we call Voice of the People, I'm going to start by administering the Veritas Oath. John, for the record, you don't have a book. You're not seeking fame. And you swear... You will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, let's begin with your story. Um, for the record, I'm not giving your real name out. I'm not giving your real location out for obvious reasons that will become apparent as we begin this discussion. But what you can tell, just give us a, a brief background of who you are, a quick bio so that the listeners get a perspective of who you are. I'm about to turn 35. I'm a, a male, lives in the United States. I have a company. Uh, I do okay with myself. And yeah, I've had an unusual life being that as of the last uh, five years, I've had a, a noticeable, many noticeable encounters with the the tall white alien species. And they have done uh, done me harm, done my family harm, done people I know harm, and uh, I think uh, 
their their prevalence is is bigger than people imagine, and I think they are one of the main sources of people's ill wills on the planet, from from what I can determine. For the record, I get I probably receive dozens of messages of people that want to come on the show and be on Vox Populi and so on. I don't accept that many invitations unless I can have a meaningful conversation. And John and I had a probably an hour, over an hour discussion this past weekend. And when you just spew the words, tall white, a lot of people just think this is science fiction, difficult to prove. But you mentioned a few things that really caught my attention. And I know you gave me a brief background here, but do, did you have any family that belonged to the military? How did you start becoming connected to these Tolt Whites? Was it because of some implants that you suspected you had? And if so, how did it all begin? Yeah, my youth was, was really normal. I was a really uh, happy kid, lots of friends. Long story short, yeah, I lived a pretty normal childhood. And eventually when I got older, but yeah, I got scanned from, from Jesse Beltran at the ICAACT, International Coalition Against uh, Covert Technologies. I had to fly to Sacramento for that. Him and his wife scanned me for free. Uh, they found around 10 RFIDs in my body. And from that point, that was around 2013, given this information of where their locations were in my, in both my right and left triceps and my clavicles, one towards the, the base of the back of my skull and my back. There wasn't much to do from that point, being that there weren't any doctors at the time that would remove them. I did some research. There's a couple famous stories on the internet most of you probably are familiar with of of people getting them removed but it's few and far between maybe a handful of documented cases where people have gotten implants successfully removed at a u.s medical facility or even any international medical facility none of them ever get to keep them things like that so being that i was given that information that there was really nothing I could do, even though this complete violation of my body, of my rights, of my being, everything. Then I had to just spend some time thinking about what I can do to um, learn about them and disable them so that I can feel healthy and confident, not have anxiety, not hear ringing in my ears, those types of things. So it basically boiled down to just experimentation on on what they were and how to get rid of them and then long story short i developed some processes just menial stupid processes but this is all i had to work with such as pinching my triceps extremely hard i'm relatively strong i could pinch them and basically my whole arm would become relaxed once they were broken or the one that was in my head put ice packs on my head, then hold my head up next to a fireplace, then hold a cell phone up that was on, that was active, actually talking to another line for like an hour or so to uh, disrupt whatever RF was communicating to it. And after a long time, I was able to feel enormous relief from specifically and individually targeting the locations that I had 
on film from Jesse and his wife showing me where they were. Now, a lot of people will never be able to feel what it feels like to disable chips, the before and after, and the difference is enormous. You feel liberated. Your whole, your brain seems to work better. It's faster. It's more logical. Your memory seems to be better when these foreign objects are disabled. As we talked before briefly with the doctor that passed away, famous for removal and wrote the book Alien and the Scalpel. He was Dr. Roger Lear. I knew him personally, and he died in 2014. You never try to contact Dr. Roger Lear, but I know that you mentioned George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM had a gentleman on who scanned for them, and you mentioned to me that you called him. That This was not Dr. Roger Lear, was it? No, Dr. Roger Lear, I was only have only been familiarized with in the last two years. No. What struck me with his work that was extremely interesting is when they did the the spectrometry on the devices removed from people, they were coming back with really exotic chemical elements, different radioactive elements that humans don't use a whole lot. It struck me that with these radioactive chemicals as a form of an implant in various regions of people's bodies that a species could get a signal on somebody from extremely far distances. These elements, radioactive elements, as you know, they decay very slowly, but they decay and if some type of beams on someone, it could be, you know, really light that you don't even feel or really strong and intense. That radioactive element inside somebody must aid this original signal wherever how far away it is immensely is is my understanding of it otherwise i don't know why they would use these exotic elements in in people's bodies you said something interesting you know that, when when you wrote to me you said that this gentleman that george had on his program that you called him and he said he wanted around ten thousand dollars and this was around 2012, he said at the time, quote, the government had approached all doctors he knew and made them stop removing the implants, end quote. Is that something that he told you? He did tell me that, yes. So in other words, if that is true, and other doctors who have been removing these so-called implants, are they in on it, or have they been told, just send them to us, maybe somewhere in Washington or somewhere else, not to be returned. Is that what you think is happening? The viewpoint's larger than that. I don't want to go super deep right away, but the point I want to try to get across to people, especially in the U.S. and in Europe and other places, but primarily here, is that the ET presence is enormous. And anybody who's researched it, the documentation goes far, far back there's so many whistleblowers within the U.S. military um, regarding basically timestamps on on when these things happen, and the conclusion's always been that our U.S. government signed agreements with an ET species to trade technology. In return, they would allow abductions for genetic and, and scientific experimentation 
that's probably not the first you've heard of that, I'm guessing, right? Oh, no, of course not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this goes back somewhat to if you go back to the 1940s, you know, that's 80 years ago. So the cover-ups, for instance, removing an implant, a foreign implant, and tossing it away or whatever and not letting the media or public know about it, this has been a buildup for 80 years of trying to cover up secretive experimentation on people. So it's pretty typical that you wouldn't be able to have the the device. And then even if you did, you're going to bring it to a lab and then someone in the government's going to show up to the lab, show them their badge, say, we need to look at that first and then they'll just switch it or whatever. I mean, these are these people's full-time jobs, right? I mean, that's another misconception people have. Most of us have full-time jobs where we go to work. There's the flip side of that where you're outnumbered 50 or 100 to 1, and those people or extraterrestrials' full-time jobs is, in some cases, to do you harm or cover harm that's been done to people up. It's not like it's these are small organizations where um, you're outnumbering them because now, unfortunately, that's that's not true. And these people have every advantage over the populace, and it's sad. When you determined that you had these objects or implants inside of you, and right now we all have transponders with us. We call them cell phones, mobile devices. So they're pinging us 24-7. But you have more than 10. Why do you think whoever put them there might need so many? Could it be different groups that are doing it? Or do each one might have a different reason for being there? No, a lot of it's about, has. To, it's not that complicated. It's a lot of it has to just do with mind control, typically to whatever animal it is, whether it's a bear, a deer, or a human being. If you want to, if you want to tap into their mind or their brain, you know, you have to have their central nervous system under control. You can't have them have a, a heart rate um, that's not controlled. So typically what you're seeing, I know it gets complicated, but when you're in your triceps in the back in the trunk, it's um, basically to lock muscles up. Like if you were constantly flexed in your triceps or your pectoral muscles and your back muscles and things, basically your heart rate's more controllable. And I don't want to get super far into this because we're talking about technologies that humans didn't develop and would never even think to develop. But if you're going to put a big beam on somebody and be able to read their minds or whatever, or you're going to have to control their heart rate. Typically what you're seeing with these implants is they're in muscles. So it's mostly for a central nervous system control. So, but what, but my question is, why so many? Why so many and not just one? Is it because they need more or less a grid within your body? I mean, we're talking 10 that they found. I honestly think some of these technologies have been used on their own alien worker force for, for control, for basically a, a semi-form of, of robotics. The more in somebody, the more control you have over them. If I just, you know, one can fail, there's want backup. It runs the gamut. What what could be the possible explanation for ten? It's uh, personalized as well. Everybody has a different structure 
I have extremely thick, heavy bones. It just, it all depends. Again, it's, it's probably personalized. Okay. And after you started, uh, let's, let's call them disabling them with cold, hot, pressing them, doing whatever you did to, to disable them. Did you do all of them? The RF, was, the, the, the RF with the phone was important too, especially for the one in the back of my head, but yeah. Okay. Did you disable or removed all of them? I didn't remove any because we're talking about fanciful sciences. We're talking about guys down to the mathematician, Kurt Newman, or was one of the most famous mathematicians that said there's a whole lot of room down there talking about the nanoscale. They just make things smaller and smaller and smaller every decade. When I talked with Jesse Beltran in California, we're talking obviously about self-powered circuits powered by your body's heat. And now that's basically common knowledge in the field of science that a lot of things can just be powered by your own body's heat. We also have nanotechnology. The reason for me asking that question was because I just wanted to know when, when I had my conversation with Dr. Roger Lear, he showed me videos of people who he had in his office. And he had an FM transmitter and a receiver. And he was actually receiving almost as if it was the body was a an FM radio station. And they were trying to determine what the, the transmissions were. Yeah, it gets deep. From what I can see, someone with implants in them, if they're going to emit RF... The whole purpose of that would be obviously to get a signal on that person. And then it's anybody's guess what they want to do with that individual. If it's to control that person, it runs deep. They could put a signal on your small intestine and make you go to the bathroom at any certain time. They can input thoughts. They can input dreams. If you're going to go do something like me talking to you on this radio show the night before, they could run dreams you wouldn't remember with fearful things that make you want to fear going to do that. It gets complex. And then when you have computers in the background able to take over, it all similarly falls under the MK Ultra banner, which is all mind control experimentation with everything from rewiring the brain, damaging the brain, rewiring it, continued input from different RF, imagery, input, drugs, and their effects. It's all under the banner of MK Ultra, which most likely was probably mostly probably Nazi, and then just continued to develop uh, once the Nazis came here under that Operation Paperclip, and now you pretty much just see MK everywhere. Like everybody's on some type of MK. Very few people recognize uh, a false input into their head or their mind. I don't really know that many people that can determine was that my own free will of thought and my own intuition, or was that an outside stimuli trying to get me to do something? And then you get into AI and then, you know, then it goes really far down the rabbit hole when you're talking about um, like Carrie Cassidy and all these people on her channel that talk about extremely powerful, strong ET AI. You know, is it some foreign ET AI that's given um, all these computers and wavelengths to deal with? Or, you know, are you talking about some Los Alamos lab or something like that, Bell Labs AI? But Thank you for listening. 
To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.